Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Mike's Open Journal. And uh, today I'm very fortunate to be joined by Gary, who I got to speak to a little bit earlier on today uh, about his book, The Send Zone, um, which is about reaching a state of positive change. Uh, it's a really interesting book. Uh, my perception was kind of this was maybe like a business or branding book, but it's it's a bit more about personal development um, than I first thought. Uh, and actually, there's some really, really cool uh, mental health messages in there as well. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Gary about a little bit earlier. Um, so I was really fortunate to be able to read through the book before talking to Gary. And it's not the traditional book where you kind of have to read through in a linear sense, although I did. Um, you can really jump around this. Uh, it's just filled up with a lot of short stories and um, a number of different sort of messages um, and kind of meanings to some of those stories as well that you can pick up on. I'm going to write a short blog post probably in the next couple of days to go alongside the podcast um, with some of my thoughts because I did scribble down a couple of notes um, having read through the book and also so I had a couple of points because I, I was a couple of things I really wanted to ask Gary about the book as well so I'm going to do a short blog post at a later stage or maybe I've already written to it maybe I've already written it <laughs> if you're listening to this as like a link from that blog post I'm so high and uh, yes a big thank you to Gary for coming on to the podcast I am pretty much just going to drop you straight into the conversation that we had earlier on today uh, and if you are interested in any of the conversation or the Senzone book that we are talking about Gary gives all the links at the end of the podcast but you can also have a look at his website while you're listening along to the podcast which is um, senzone.com so that's s-z-e-n-z-o-n-e.com um, so you can always have a look at the website while you're listening to the podcast so thank you very much for tuning in and I'll drop you straight into our conversation. While I didn't necessarily um, kind of read the read your book as a mental health book, like there's some really interesting kind of aspects in there that I think tie in so much to some of the stuff that um, like I've spoken to um, other people before, but also some of the stuff that I've spoken to um, like a counsellor about, and I've had therapy, and some of the stuff that you mentioned in the book is actually stuff that we have like sessions on and that we talk about um okay. so it's really interesting because I, I kind of got the impression it's a it's more directed at kind of um like a branding like personal branding or business and that kind of side um so I don't okay, know so, go ahead I don't, I don't know what is your what's your um like when you're writing and promoting the books like what is your usual kind of target market you know, that's a good question. Uh, it's anybody really that wants to try to that is have us, you know, get a handle on how to create positive change. Mm. So it could be a personal brand. It could be just uh, maybe something in your life that you need to kind of work yourself through. So it's not it's not a, a step by step book as you as you probably saw. It's mm. it's more of a inspiration, kind of the you know, kind of give you the the thinking behind the change. Uh, and it was written, you know, in, over a series of, of actually years, uh, just one story at a time or one little snippet at a time. So it's, it's not meant to be like, it's more holistic that way. And, uh, the audience has been, uh, all over. I mean, spiritual thinking folks, mm. uh, people that want to feel good sometimes, 
some of those, there's some other stories in there that are maybe more fictionalized that are just fun to read. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody that's read the book. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, I, I always love to get their take on it too. Yeah. I think even just kind of, um, I guess it was kind of, uh, towards the, the start of, of reading through, I kind of started off with that. I think probably in one of the introduction areas, you sort of mentioned, oh, this isn't like your usual book. Like there are sections you pick it up, choose where where you start and what you want to read. Um, and I was like, it just fits so much with, obviously from my background with um, the guides that we're given with um, like therapy and support groups and stuff like that, where it's like, here's a load of information, kind of pick and choose what you want and what works for you. Um, but I've never had a... I don't know. It, although it is a book, it's almost like a resource, um, and it was really interesting to kind of read through in that way. Like I, I found it really. I did read it as a book. I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to jump around. <laughs> <laughs> but I think maybe that would be that would be different now. I've I've read it. Now I would use it as like a resource, and I would jump yeah. around in there depending on like right. what sort of thing I wanted. Um, yeah. I don't know what sort of feedback do you usually get? Like, do, have you had people that kind of jump around and use it in that way, or is it read yeah. as a book? People use people use it in, in different ways, but they jump. They tend to jump around, or mm. they'll they'll have it on their nightstand and they'll read one at night before they go to bed, or one in the morning when they wake up, or something like that. And and the most common comments I get is, uh, "I you must have been reading my mind when you wrote that." You know, uh, people feeling like I'm talking right to them. And and the reason I think that happens is, by and large, the, the only constant in the universe is change. Mm. And uh, that's what that book is about. So everybody's got it. Everybody faces it. And not everybody knows how to deal with it. Mm. And, and since I've spent a career working with organizations and people going through transition, uh, I have a lot of insights into it. And, uh, but I understand you can get through it and you can actually make it, you know, make a change that you can control. Yeah. I think it's really interesting when I think there's, um, a couple of sections where we really look at kind of like decision making and commitment to that decision and that change. Um, and, um, again, from my point of view, I think that's something that we can really struggle with. We, we, you kind of get people that are set on, um, maybe behavior or mindsets that aren't always positive for them. Um, mm-hmm. and trying to have that change. Sometimes we can kind of come up with that and say, Oh, I'm in this particular like depressive state, but I, I really want to be, um, like more active or more positive. And sometimes right. it's trying to pick that small little thing that you can do and just commit to it. And it's not, um, it doesn't have to be a big thing. And I think that's one of the, the points that comes across in some of the stories, like it can be something really, really small that right. leads to a massive change. Um, and it's just not aiming for that. It's sticking with, this is something small and manageable that will make a positive difference to me. Right. right. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of put across quite nicely with the meanings alongside the stories, like you say. Yes. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, I just wonder kind of the, the way that you have put the book together, um, when you obviously like as a reader now, we can jump around. Is that how you 
put the stories together? Were you jumping around or were you working your way through? Um, because uh, there is a process that as you as you read through, it does make sense as you work your way through the book. So I wasn't right. sure. Well, I don't know if this is any uh, anything that should be good for the recording, but yeah. basically the way it was written is that I, I write a story a week. Uh, and uh, so until I get a couple hundred stories, then I put them together and make a book. So they're they're written a week apart. They're not meant to be connected. Sometimes they're serial, but not very often. Uh, they happen to be about whatever's going on in my mind that week or what I what I hear. And at the end of it, I, I gave it to an editor, and and they reorganized it by the chapters that you see there. Oh, okay. And, uh, and they wrote a little bit of an intro, which I I liked. They were just they were just margin notes to me, but. I thought they did some good, had some good insights, so I kept them, and uh, so it, it ended up being organized completely different. It, it was never intended to be this way. It was, yeah. it, it is what it is. Oh no! Just I, I kind of again because I couldn't help myself but read it as a book. Um, I really, I quite like the order that you kind of go through because it, it sort of starts off with um, like the recognition of the like the positive effect that change can have and. Some mm-hmm. of the sections that you go through, things like letting go of the past, again, with kind of mental health in mind, like a lot of us will suffer with um, issues or problems that we've had in the past. And actually letting go is a massive kind of section um, of our lives and something that a lot of people will really struggle with. Uh, and then that kind of moved on to I'm um, like living in the present, accepting where you are now and kind of recognizing that now is the thing that you can change. You can't change the past. You can't always um, base yourself in the future. Right. And there was just quite a, it's a quite a nice kind of progression from it's not really I guess like chapter or section to section. Um, okay. And even though you can jump around, it just it made quite a nice there were. Well, it's not a story. It was quite a nice, like, linear story that you could go through um, mm. as you went through. So I don't know if it's just, in my mind, the way I'm reading it with mental health in mind. Um, but that made a real difference to, like I say, not being able to help myself, but read it as a book. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm glad you did because uh, uh, I don't get many comments like that. So yeah. if it makes sense to you, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, no, it did big time. And like I say, I, that's why I was kind of w- wondering how it was written because it was one of those things where you're not sure – if that's like an intended purpose or it's just sometimes how you read into into it when like you say it's put together for people to get different things from it and that's one of the things that you know I massively got from the book and it's one of the things that um when I've spoken to uh other mental health advocates about it that um it really kind of keyed in for me I was like oh you don't have to read it for this but actually if you read it in a like in a traditional kind of linear way there is kind of a pattern and it sort of fits into some of the like the therapies or the workshop type behavior and attitudes that we would have so that was really cool to see that's good to hear i'm gonna i'll, I'll say that's the way it happened yeah <laughs> sounds no, good to me yeah. <laughs> the like the autopilot that you mentioned a few times yes. in the book um, is something that a lot of people are kind of familiar with that term and we'll probably use it and we talk about it. I know it's quite common when we talk about, oh, I drove to work but don't really remember the journey at all. Um, but I think in some of the stories that you mention, it goes into a little bit more detail about how we actually use that in our lives. 
Yes. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, uh, well, first of all, I, I know that as humans, we have the ability to mask so many different things and, and we can, we can bury stuff and we can hide it and we can dismiss it. Mm. And almost anything that happens, in fact, everything that happens, we get to make, we have a choice as to how we react to it. And if there's a lot of things that are happening that aren't good, we, we sometimes can choose to ignore that or hide or, or somehow, you know, bury it in some other kind of stuff, like mm. maybe a heavy workload or something like that. But uh, the autopilot has a, a, a huge bandwidth as a concept, I think, because some people can actually, you know, put huge pieces of their life in, in the back end of their brain somewhere and store it and, and kind of work around it. And uh, not after a while be even aware that they're doing it. So we become different because we've we've practiced a different way of living. So mm-hmm. what I what I mean by that is if you're if you're going through autopilot all the time and you do it for like I think it's like 28 days in a row, you've actually created a new brain synapse connection, and and you're going to fire your neurons off in a different way, and you're going to remember things. It's going to become a habit, and it doesn't take a lot of time to to actually create a habit. And when you're on autopilot, the, the, under, the, the weird thing about that is that you're not even aware that you're creating the habit. Mm. You're just doing it. And that's the kind of the interesting part to me. It's, it's like just learning, like in sports, if you like learn muscle memory, you know, you just like you're shooting a basket or maybe you're kicking a goal or something. You just got certain kinds of mechanics that you do over and over and over and over again so that it's not even you're not even thinking. You're just doing. And we go through life like that, many of us, because it's it for one thing, it's more convenient mm. and it makes our life, you know, kind of easier. We don't have time to think about all those things. But the the negative side, I think is we miss a lot of life uh, because we are not paying attention. And just imagine what if you were watching every little thing, every little nuance on your way to work every day, instead of just driving through the lights and parking like without thinking, mm-hmm. what you might see, what, what might happen, what, you might, what might be uh, an inspiration to you. We, we don't know if we're not open. Uh, Anyway, I think that kind of answers yeah, the question. There's well, probably a lot more on it. I think it's it. The, one of the things that it really brought up in my mind as well was um, when you're talking about kind of essentially missing out on life. Um, I remember reading an article a, a couple of months ago, and it was saying something like, "I think it was around eighty percent of people will have like the same lunch every day." Um, because it's part of your your sort of your work routine so those five days a week you're you're probably going to have within maybe a variation of two um the the same lunch every day um and it just hit me i was like wow it's that's that that's just like it's my routine to get up to make this sandwich or to throw in that bit of fruit or whatever and that's lunch like yeah but every day that's five days a week like however many weeks you're working a year you're having the same lunch i'm sure you like it but you're excluding everything else because you're just on that autopilot of that routine this is what i buy when i go shopping come home in the morning that's what i'm making for lunch and that's it um and it's that um that idea that you're just shutting out the possibility to try anything else just because that's your routine yeah you know there's a there's a great quote and i honestly can't remember who said it, but I really love it. And it's, and it, the quote is 
uh, less routine, more life. Oh. And uh, I think I think that's that's really it. I mean, the thing about people that do that to your lunches, that's an interesting statistic, 80 percent, is I, I believe that the, the answer to that, the retort is, you know, why should I change? I really like this. Mm. I know what I like, you know. So people gravitate towards what they like. And that is another way of shutting down your sense of exploration and discovery. So what, 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 it's a symbol of, of being okay with life the way you know it today. And, when, and there's a lot of people that are like that. They just are happy. They're stable. Uh, they get up for work. They know what to expect. They know what their kids are doing. And as the routine is what feeds them and makes them feel okay and safe. Uh, and there's something to be said for that. Uh, for, for those that are not happy, uh, routine is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. You, 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 uh, and you can still get stuck in the same things. Like, you know, seeing the mail come in and you got a bunch of bills to pay. Uh, you know, it just, you just don't even want to open the door because you're afraid it's going to be a debt collector or something. There's lots of things like that that are going on as well. Uh, and, and everybody, and the difference between the two is, is that like night and day. And also it's, it's really up to the individual. Uh, I, I like to think that I, every day is completely different for me. Uh, and I want to treat it that way. And like, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. I don't know what our conversation is going to be like. I knew it was coming. And, uh, but I didn't try to guess or think yeah. about it or worry about it or anything. I just let it be. Uh, but I know so many folks and especially cause I work with organizations and mm. companies going through transition, you know, the, at the very top of the, of the, uh, food chain there, the CEO or the president will say, this is the way we've always done it. And this is what works for us. Yeah. And I'll say, Yes, it works for you, but it's not working for your customer. Mm. And the competition has got a better deal. And if you don't wake up, man, you're going to be out of business. Mm. So uh, you can't. You got to can only take it so far. Yeah, that um, that kind of uh, responsive. That's how we do it, or that's how it's always be done. Um, yeah, you see that so often, and I guess you can get away with it all the time. You're all the time you're having positive outcomes, but then all of a sudden you'll have a negative one and you'll have no idea why. And it's like, well, it's because this period of time where there was opportunity for change, you didn't, and you continued on with something that was um, possibly being surpassed somewhere else. So Yeah, yeah and also in relationship, I find that if you're, if you're just kind of going through the motions, I mean, your spouse is going to get up and walk away one day. Mm. They, what you know you just became a cold fish what happened mm. you know um so gotta be honest, just be wary that it, everything we do is not an, nothing we do is in isolation it mm. it touches everybody everything everything's a touch point yeah and that's really nice because that feeds into um one of the other points that you obviously mention and touch on um later on in the book which is about the fact that nothing's in isolation and even small things like um, smiles or waving at someone can like make a real big impact on their day and sometimes I guess you, you can go out with the attitude of do you know what I'm going to be really positive I'm going to share the love today I'm going to shake that person's hand I'm going to smile at them I'm going to wave I'm going to be really pleasant to people um, but most of the time we don't have that in mind and it is that 
that way that you interact with different people that you don't know what the outcome is going to be but in reality there will be some sort of reaction from that like you're going to make that person feel better or make them feel negative about it they're going to maybe question why you didn't smile or wave at them or um, right. there's <laughs> there's so <laughs> so many variations of how that can go um and i think sometimes it's something we miss out on particularly in education where it becomes very academic we don't always talk about um like those i guess uh like the non-verbal communication um, right. sometimes is missed out and that's why you get people that are maybe described as socially awkward or things like that where it's just those communication skills haven't been picked up um i don't know i don't know because it kind of yeah. for me it felt like it was touched on a little bit towards the end of the book but it also maybe rounded off a few points in saying Do you know what like there's all these different stories but actually nothing stands on its own and then that was quite a nice tie together as well yeah, I, I think, you know, as far as making an impact <clears throat> or touching like a smile, really, it's been proven helps you inside anyway, just a smile mm. It gives you, you know, and we're all kind of living on things like dopamine rushes, you know, we, we solve a problem, we feel good about ourselves, we move on. And uh, I think there's, there's, there's something to be said for kind of self-serving, but when you can share something, and this is where we have to get out of our box a little bit. When you could share a smile or just say hello or whatever, it's amazing the impact you'll you could have. And and if you don't believe it, people remember those kinds of things. I I don't know. They they might never see you again, mm. but they'll they'll remember that they got a good feeling and it'll it'll conjure up something for them. It's uh and and also every every kind of combination you can think of or every uh, engagement with another human affords you the opportunity to learn things that you could never know any other way. Mm. Uh, and that's because we all carry our own story around. And so I'm, I'm not the most gregarious person in the world, but I'm always fascinated by these, what, what I'll call sales type people that just can get a conversation going with anybody anywhere on the subway on the on the train or mm. anywhere you know and just start and after, by the end of the trip they know all about them you know they know their whole life story and their friends that are getting invited <laughs> for a dinner you know uh uh i think on the other side of that there's a lot of people that just don't want to be talked to mm. uh and they're afraid to talk at you as well uh so the thing about that is you don't you don't learn if you're not engaging. Uh, all you all you're left with is what you know. And and one other thing on a technical point, I I can talk to this is I teach I teach at at a university here in California, and um, we've over the last couple of years I've noticed there's been a huge drop off in 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 class or campus on campus classes because people prefer to go online. And, and in the online classes, you don't see, you know, you don't get that nuance. You don't get that body language mm -hmm. piece of the conversation. And I, I find that you also lose the energy in many ways for getting people excited about what they're learning. And, and so we've become a society in many ways where we're texting and emailing and the written word has got a lot of power and it's an emoji that goes with it or something and it's it's a little flat in my view. It's it misses, uh, the, I think what, what would be the right word. It misses the intent or the or the the smile on the other end of the giver. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it, you, it's hard to put a, you can put a smiley face in there, but it's not quite the same. It could be a smirk, which is, or, or a sense of recognition, like a little bit of a wink. I mean, there's like, I just, I just love watching folks the, the, and, and understanding, you know, what they're really trying to communicate before they even open their mouth. Mm, it's, it's like, it's, it's a subject and a minefield in itself. And, um, when we talk about the, um, the miscommunication that can happen over, um, text-based conversations you think that still can happen when it's face-to-face but it's kind of I guess it's not usually talked about because it's it's harder to work that out sometimes you need someone to sort of almost be the third invisible person in that relationship to sort of watch and see what happens and then translate for both people I guess to see how that's worked um right. it's really interesting when you're talking at the beginning about those kind of the signals and the smiles and how it works and I remember um having a like a previous job where I worked um in a student recruitment role for a university and um we were at uh like a large fair type recruitment fair and um we had a couple of students come over and ask about a course that we didn't run and uh the person that I was with decided oh like they're not going to come to us because they want to do something that we don't offer uh and I was like well like we started to talk to them now so we'll just carry on talking to them it doesn't matter that they're not going to come here um and like that conversation led us to find out oh they really they're really interested in this particular subject and they wanted to go to like this part of the UK um we said oh actually like there's another university like around the corner they do quite a good course if you want to go around and talk to them that might be really good for you um so they go off and go and talk to somebody else and then towards the end of the day um they came back with a friend and they were like oh thanks for sort of sending us around there and it was really good and um the course sounds great and I'm thinking about applying there now and um they went off with a smile on their face and like okay do you know what that isn't going to translate into um a recruitment of that student but they've had a a positive enough uh engagement with you that not only has that resulted in like them having a good time and a good experience but they've come back and told us about that um and I think that's where you get that idea of the like the brand side or the business side of that communication and how that can feed back as well right i agree with that and you know i I think that that touches on a a common communications uh foible which is i'm i'm not listening to you because i'm waiting for my turn to talk Mm. and i'm trying to think about what i want to say and uh also the other thing i found this in business is you know we push things out that we think we know what they want and sometimes by just asking a customer, asking a student, what is it you really want to do, you can find things out and maybe have exactly the thing that they need. Or they don't even know what to ask for because they don't know what they don't know. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I, I learned about uh, asking why or asking questions a long time ago in my career when I first started. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into a little bit of an anecdote. Uh, when I was going to college, I was looking for a part-time job. I was living with uh, my, my roommate, and uh, she was going to the University of Michigan, and I was at Toledo here in Ohio. And uh, she said, okay, go get some, get some work. We need some money. You know? I said, okay. <laughs> so I, I went down to the student union, and I saw this ad. This ad said, full-time pay, part-time work. 
I go, oh, great. I love this. I don't have to, I just show up a little bit. I'm going to get rich, you know, no big deal. Right. So I'm already all over this. And I, so I go to this thing and it turns out to be a selling a cable television subscriptions and door to door in, in Ohio in November. So it's absolutely cold out. It's uh, it's kind of dreary anyway in Ohio as it, as the winters come, and I took this I took a lot of training on how to sell cable TV. So uh, I get ready to go that morning, and she, my girlfriend's all right, go get them, you know, go there and have a great time. And she pushes me out the door, and I I go I go out, I knock on I don't know how many doors I knocked on. I mean, gosh, it was just it was just dreadful. And, and I come home, and she's waiting for me. She's all excited. She says, well, how did it go? I said, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, <laughs> she says, oh, no, oh, no. And so I think, I think, well, okay, I poured a glass of wine. I said, I'll just let this go. But I, as I thought about it more and more, I think, I'm just supposed to be doing something wrong. Because there were other folks that signed up the same time as me, and they were getting sales. Hmm. So... What I did is that the very next day, I went back to the same neighborhood, same houses, and I knocked on the door and I said, hi, do you remember me? They go, yes. I said no yesterday. It's still no. I said, I understand. But I just want to know why in the world is it so difficult to make this, this purchase? And they would say, well, it put a really big hole on the side of the wall. I go, no, it's just really small. It's just, it's just big. I go, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll take it. And then they go to the next house. Well, it's really expensive. But then I think, hey, it's only this much money. Oh, okay, I'll take it. Long story short, I became the number one salesman wow. uh, by simply asking the question and listening to the answers. Mm. Uh, I spent five years at that company, and I ended up being director of marketing before I moved away to California. Wow. But the point is that what I learned about asking why and just asking anything mm. is that people love to tell you, and hardly anybody asks them. That's that's like the biggest question you can ask in a meeting. The first thing is, what do you, what do you want to tell me? Instead of just starting to tell them, mm. you'll be surprised. Anyway, a lot, kind of a long story, but no, but a cool one. <laughs> Thank you. I like that. I think yeah. I, I think sometimes as well is those personal stories really make a big difference. Um, I think that's what kind of makes a difference with the book as well. Is like having the stories, real mm-hmm. or fictional, to go alongside some of the messages that are in there, really um, makes it I don't know easier to digest some of the stuff as well, um, and it makes it more reader friendly. I think because you're you're getting a short, essentially a very short story, um, and then tying in that like the message and the importance of change or um how that can be effective and you can tie it into yourself i think the way it's written is quite a nice breakdown um so it's cool that when we're talking through you kind of have that in yourself that you're able to talk through and have those stories alongside it because it makes the message more like i say more reader friendly yeah i appreciate that thank you and i still write brand new stories every week uh, Mm. as much as i can and uh yeah it's therapy I mean, for me, anyway, it's uh, I, I sit down on a pretty much every week, the same time, a late Sunday afternoon, and I'll I'll knock out, you know, a page about a page worth of copy, really, and um, 
it'll be about something that happened that week. And I send it out. I have a, you know, a couple hundred people that read it. Mm. And, and then there's, there's, it's piling up. So there'll be a third book, I'm sure, somewhere down the road here mm. because uh, this is the second one. The first one was, the, was called The Book of Zen, mm. S-Z-E-N, uh, which had, had a way more stories, uh, personal stories in it. And that was because I ran out of personal stories to share <laughs> in the second book. Uh, so, you know, nothing's exciting really happening so far. So nothing to share with you. But uh, <laughs> have, you, have you had people that have been part of the, the stories that you've put into the books come back and say, oh, is that me in that story or anything like yes. that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and in fact, some people that are very close to me and in my inner circle will know that this is a reality check. This is a real story that happened. Yeah. And I, I'm talking exactly to them. I'm trying to write some, some in, trying to write a, a suggestion down or maybe a perspective yeah. uh, to somebody that I know is suffering or going through an issue. And uh, if you know me, you know, that's what it is. But if you didn't, you would just think it's a nice story. Mm. So if, um, say, one of the stories is about something that's particularly happened and you're like, oh, this would be kind of an example of how this could help or affect this person, is that something that you would maybe, would you have that conversation with that person or would it be a, a case of kind of giving that advice through the book? Yeah, it's it's often, it's really difficult to have a, the conversations with the people. Mm. Uh, I I think if the, on the back of the book I even have an email address and I'll get a note every once in a while saying I read your book where did that da da and they'll quote a page or make something that I'll have forgotten altogether that I wrote. Yeah, uh, it's kind of fun to go back and see that uh, I actually get something by reading my own stuff mm. years later because it's it's like brand new and I uh, none of us have enough brain cells to remember all this stuff yeah. so. I'll, I think that's interesting. I would love to be able to talk to more folks. When when I do a book signing or something like that where there's a, a group, uh, it's um, it's nice to handle questions, uh, mm. and that, that really feels good. And uh, I think the most fascinating thing, you didn't ask me this, but to me is what, where this book goes. I mean, here we are. You're talking from England, and mm. I, I saw there was a, a – in Belfast, they were quoting me. Uh, from my book for a, a training session for one of the big insurance companies in Ireland. Oh, wow. And, and like, I thought, that's really interesting because it, it just kind of popped up my Google alert, you know? Yeah. I see my, I see my own quote. And I go, who's using that? And it's somebody, and it would have been obscure, but uh, so I reached out and I said, how in the world did you find this? <laughs> I mean, what is it? You know, and they said, "Well, we did it, da, 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 da. We saw it. We just liked it." And then now they're they're sharing back and forth, and they're inviting me to maybe something that's going to be here in the United States as a as a maybe a guest speaker. Oh wow! I know, I know. So it's it, <gasps> I, it's amazing how, how you can connect these dots. It's just crazy. I think that's the that's the cool thing of like the the modern world where we do have. Um, like more resources and I know obviously the books are available um, as ebooks as well so having that availability to to information and to share stories in a much more global way um, opens it up and I guess you never know where like you say you don't know where the story goes and how it's shared and obviously like I say from my point of view kind of reading it as potentially more of a business type brand change guide but 
I can take so much from it from a mental health point of view in some of the messages that are in there that it's not necessarily intended for. So you just don't know, do you? No, you don't. And 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 I think that's that's the beauty of of what we were talking about earlier of actually sharing a smile or, or trying to engage with somebody instead of kind of being in a silo and just mm-hmm. going through a routine every day. If you you know you never know what you're gonna who you're gonna meet or how it's going to go. And you might learn, I guarantee you'll learn something. You learn something about yourself or you'll learn something about another and you might be able to help. You just never know. And I find oftentimes if I have a copy of the book, I just give it to somebody on a, on a train or something Mm. saying, I think, you know, I don't know what page to tell you to read, but somewhere in there is the answer to the question you just (laughs) talked about. You know, I I can't remember what it is, but it's in there. Yeah. I think that's, that's the the idea as well is that there is there will be something in there for for anyone um like for some people there'll be lots of messages in there uh but i think there is a an element of it is quite uh i guess like thought provoking about how how your mindset works how you work with um things like autopilot but goal setting your communication um, and we even spoke sort of briefly about the assumptions that we make about ourselves and other people. And there's so many topics that almost could be a book on their set on their own, um, are kind of included in a very easy to read way. So it is quite nice for those people that maybe wouldn't necessarily go for, um, like a self help book or something like that, but it could work in that way. Yeah, I, I think it I think it can. I, I hope it can. Mm. Uh, and I and I appreciate that that commentary on it because uh it's it's one of these I think it's I try to write it with the least pain possible. So that uh <laughs> you know, it's like it's not gonna be a tome. It's it's purposely short because we live in a short uh short time uh, short attention span kind of yeah. world. Yeah. And and so it's that's why I have these little snippets even at the end of it is mm. that it's just kind of a, a way to kind of a takeaway. Uh, I, I'm totally cognizant of that. I happen to like to read long books and I just read, I'm reading Homo Deus now, uh, which is the, the follow up to Sapiens, which is a, I get the books about two and a half inches thick Whoa. and it's like, there's like one picture in it, you know, like the rest <laughs> is like text and, but it's, it's, it's very deep and, and, and thoughtful and, and reading just, just kind of going left to right and reading down the page that, that kind of that depth, mm-hmm. I think is something we've, we've a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just kind of, if I can't see the end of the story, I don't want to start it. Mm-hmm. And, and they, because they don't have that much time to invest or whatever. But so that's, that's kind of why that was written for today's world. But it's also the way I write it. I don't, I don't try to write long things. Uh, I have, but anymore. It, it, I just can't, no one's going to want to read it necessarily. And at least this way, if I get a chance to uh, maybe a couple of things or one thing, if any one thing in this book changes your life, even a little, it's been successful. Mm. Um, and, uh, and also the other thing that you learn, I think, uh, at least I've learned by, by talking to all the people that, that have read it is that you learn not just about yourself, you learn how to help others change. And, and that's, the, that's the, going back to my story and knocking on doors. Yeah. If you ask why you can own it, if you really understand the rationale for making the decision, then I can tell somebody else, you know, because I, I understand it. 
so many times we're just passing things along. We don't even know what it is. Uh, whereas if you, if you, if you have, you understand the, the thinking behind it, you can then become your own coach and you can coach others. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I like the way it's a kind of a tag along. And I think in many ways people, if they do get out, reach out to me, they'll say, I need a couple more copies cause I want to give these out to people that need help. Mm. And so, <laughs> And I'm going to point to a couple of pages. So, so people use this to kind of say, Mom, would you read page 36? <laughs> it, says, it says in there, you should lighten up, please. <laughs> jump on my case, you know. Uh, so, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's really true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, like you say, with the length, with the length of the post, like the posts or the chapters, I think that's, I don't know, part of have we become like really almost too goal orientated like, I, like you say I won't I'm not going to sit down and read this unless I'm going to complete it and there isn't a, I guess like that joy of learning or just of reading or the experience itself um and like we kind of touch on like that the just enjoying the now is something mm. that we really struggle with I think as a as this in brackets modern society um and I guess that works with having shorter posts is that you can sort of set yourself up. Oh, I'm going to read, like you say, to this certain section or to the end of this particular story or chapter and it breaks down in, in a more manageable way for people. Um, there are always going to be people that prefer or are happy to sit there and have that real joy and love of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I say, from the kind of the mindset that I would come from, I don't think as many people would sit there and read in that way, I think the the way that this book is put together would right. really works for the the messages that I take from it. Um, and I think uh, again, it kind of ties into that um, that idea that we we assume so much communication is happening. When uh, I mean, we I've had it before where you do the here's a leaflet, here's a leaflet. And because you're giving people information, you assume that they've actually learned that when that's not really what's happened. Um, but they've, they have taken something from you, which is something physical. They haven't necessarily learned or really accepted any of that information. Um, and I know that one of the stories talks about the idea of that assumption that we have that, oh, I've given you or I've sent you this and you've received it. When actually, yeah, I have sent it, but that other person, they haven't received it. They haven't received it. They haven't understood it. That communication that I think has happened hasn't actually happened. Um, right. And it's, yeah, it can be different for for different people. And that it's just that, again, it comes back to that idea of communication that can be very different in the modern times, I guess. Yeah, I, I think, you know, all of that about, you know, just to... Uh, us making assumptions. Mm. Any any assumption we make over time becomes a belief, and and our the nature I think of of humans is that we we uh, have to have beliefs in our system or we don't have direction. And uh, so if you believe something, uh, you own it, you act accordingly. That said, if somebody wants to change your belief and this gives you a flyer. Like to your point, that's not going to go anywhere. Mm. You actually have to almost have to like sit in front of them and engage them and say, this is what I'm trying to say. Can you play back to me what I just said? Mm. You know, so I said, I think you understand it. All, all that said, too, is that we, what we don't know, what is a random kind of component of this is 
an individual's own uh, bias and their own life so, and their own filter, filtering system. So I could give you information all day long. If, if I'm a devout Catholic and you're knocking on my door and you're trying to get me to join a Buddhist church, uh, you, could, you could talk to me till you're blue in the face and that's probably never going to happen. Uh, and so you have, to, you have to pick your spots as well too and, know, and find an, a willing audience. That said, if you don't try, you can't convert. Mm-hmm. And just think about the missionaries of old they went out and they tried to turn people's lives around, and they failed. And sometimes they were killed. But at, at some point, it got through. And, uh, you know, that's maybe not quite the example you were looking for. Yeah. But I, I think it, you can, over time, if you're, if you're consistent enough and persistent enough, you can, you can actually make a difference. And that actually ties into a business com- uh, philosophy of, of, like, consistency makes, makes a real point, you know, where— we all we got can open the open the paper the newspaper and and see a particular ad just by its type font, know who it is, mm. without even having to read the logo because that's the company's signature. It's part of their branding. So as people, everything that we do, every like uh, the kind of logo that you put up on your Skype mm. or picture that you use or the clothes that you wear, the car that you drive, all of this is a reflection of what we feel about ourselves. And, uh, and so as, as consumers, we have lots of choices with that. I'm kind of, I'm going off on, I know I'm off on a tangent here, but the point is that every one of those things, none of it's in isolation makes a big difference. And a person might see that you're wearing a, a, like a Rolex watch and think that you're rich. Uh, it might be that, you know, your great uncle gave it to you and you're not rich, but you really love the watch. So two things are wrong. You know, you never get a chance to explain it, and the person that's that just judged you just thinks of you in a particular way now. That's kind of hard to change their mind. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, no, it's a, that's a really good example because I think that does tie in um, to like the mental health side of things. I mean, in in that example that you're giving, it's about saying this person's wearing a watch, and so they have money. Um, and the idea that we have, oh, because, um, this person is happy and smiley, like that means they don't struggle with anxiety or depression and those, those judgments and that assumption that we make based on a lot of the time it it is appearance because that's the thing that we see and we don't always have that interaction with those people. And it's, it's the first, um, like they say, it's that first impression. It's the first couple of seconds you see someone likelihood is in those first couple of seconds the most you're going to do is see someone you're not necessarily going to hear them or have that interaction with you you are just purely going on on the visual right and i i think you know it's in in mental health you know people that suffer from like schizophrenia for example Mm. you know they're they they hear voices Mm. and you just there's no way you're going to know what's going through their head Mm. And and be, and so they'll respond uh, to those voices, whatever they do, with some kind of actions. Maybe just a little bit dysfunctional actions, or maybe uh, you know talking in a kind of a, a snipped way where you're not getting the entire sentence. You know, there's a number of different ways that people can communicate. Uh, but as as observers, we might just just lump them into like, oh, this person's not right, mm. or this person's off a little bit, and you kind of. You judge them and you walk away because it's uncomfortable dealing with somebody that you you just don't understand. Mm. Uh, 
and so it's easier to just say, okay, th- that person's sick. They got a sickness. I'm not going to deal with it. And and here in in the United States, if you you know read the news, we've got a lot of people that are street people, especially here in Los Angeles where the weather's nice, yeah. that, that are suffering from mental illness or you know, uh, stress syndromes and different things like that, and they're walking the street or living on the street. And it's so easy to just say, okay, you know, they don't get it or they're sick, but mm. they're, they're going through training courses now with police where they really try to recognize that this might not be a criminal behavior. It could be a mental behavior. Yeah. And uh, you have to kind of look at what you're doing. Yeah, it's really interesting when you mention homelessness. I've had um, someone on the podcast before, and we've spoken about um, young children that were run away from home and homelessness and um, the kind of the lack of attention sometimes given to the reason why some people are in that situation. And there's sometimes the assumption that, like you say, there's a mental illness or they've committed some sort of crime and... Now they're bankrupt and have no money, and it, sometimes it is a case of that maybe a young person has been in a really, really bad home environment and has made a very common sense decision that actually, do you know what, life on the streets isn't great, but it's better than where I am now. Um, mm-hmm. And that assumption that, oh, you're the same as all of those other people there, again, kind of fits into that idea that, yeah, there's you're just making that assumption based on, on a situation. Right. And yeah, I, I think the, the, what you said about grouping people together, mm. it, it's so convenient for us. Talk about, you know, going through the, the motions and, and going on autopilot. Because yeah. I just, if I could just lump all you folks over there and all you guys over here and just kind of keep you separate in my head, mm. I'm happy with that. It may not be right or fair, but a lot of times we do that, sometimes just because we don't have the time. Mm. But uh, it's, it's a common thing is to prejudge. And, and and that's why in in marketing and branding, the first impression is so critical. Yeah. Uh, what what this book is maybe trying to talk to is that maybe it's the second or third impression that it really is going to make a difference. Mm. And and you got to pay got to be open to that, not just judge and then have it always be the same. Because certainly, if you think they're a certain way, you'll only see those things that confirm that belief, because that's your assumption. Mm. That's the that's the thing that you thought. So you're, it's got to be disproved rather than proved. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And why put a burden on somebody to try to prove what they are? Mm. You know, it's it's not really fair. You know, they if they did that to you, you'd say, no, no, I'm not this kind of person. Mm. I'm I'm this kind of person. I really do care. I am yeah. patient. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I, I'm not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the best damn communicator you ever heard. <laughs> Um, I think uh, one of the other bits that um, kind of comes through in the book as well is that idea of I think there's um, one of the the short stories is about someone going into an interview or for a meeting and um, kind of getting prepped for that and the idea that we sort of prepare ourselves mentally and I guess unknowingly physically as well with the things that are going on inside our body for for that big meeting or for that conversation um and then you're you're kind of put off or shut down um and again although it's kind of set in that that business type environment i think that happens with regards to mental health where maybe someone gets a little bit geared up towards okay i'm going to talk about my particular situation or my experience and then maybe the opportunity doesn't quite happen or the people that you sit down with aren't quite as responsive as you wanted them to be and you decide not to go for that um 
and the story is very much about kind of accepting okay do you know what like it didn't work that time but don't just give up on that like you actually haven't had a go at it um and i think that's really important from the the mental health side that actually yeah maybe the first time you tried to talk about it it didn't quite work but that's not actually rejection because it didn't happen you didn't have the conversation um and i think that's again it's one of those um like it's not the way it's written but it's the way i can interpret it and there's so so many sort of short stories like that that fit in and i think um i don't know how much the book is specifically focused towards business or is it meant to be quite open for us to apply to our own lives well, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, this is you just touched on something that's fascinating. All right, so you you maybe somewhere along the way at the very front end of this, before you got the book, even yeah. you thought this guy is a business person, and this is and this, this is about branding. Yeah, and and so you you started to read with that filter in place, and so it naturally deliver that because it's true. I am a branding person, but if you didn't know that or care about it, you would find that the book is, is just, you know, not meant to be business. It's actually most of it's non-business, uh, purposely. Uh, so what, what you see in terms of a business, uh, application, uh, I don't, I, I didn't build in there purposely. So you discovered something uh, through your own filter that uh, I wasn't aware of, frankly. Yeah, I think maybe that's because I've seen bits and pieces about um, like maybe previous stuff you've done or I've seen quotes around kind of branding. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely had the in my mind. I was like, this is primarily not directly and exclusively, but this is more uh, like a, a business branding type level. Um, and that is kind of the way that I read through about the change. It's like um applicable to individuals but it's got that that business sort of slant to it um but then i really liked it because i thought do you know what this is kind of how it's directed but even though it's directed this way i can take all of this other stuff from it um so it is interesting it's like even sitting there kind of reading through i have had that perception that it's kind of directed in that way well, yeah, it is interesting. And so it's nice to know that it got through the other way, you know? Uh, thank you very much. And it's like, listen, it didn't help my business at all. What the heck kind of book is this? You know? Uh, so it's, well, okay, I'm sorry I didn't know about your business. But, yeah, it's, uh, that's uh, we, our own, our filtering. Oh, man, I tell you, we have the power in our, in our minds to, like, close out, uh, tweak things, see context and perspective, uh, because we're we're actually trying to, we, I think what you try to do is try to get into the author's head mm. and try to understand where they're coming from. And if you're, if it's coming from a business perspective, that's a, it's a whole, I, I'd say the right, maybe not the right word, but a kind of a colder, uh, but a view of world than if it were a personal thing, mm. if uh, taking it as a personal, uh, how to book or a feel good book, you would, you would try to, you would attach it to more to the emotional side of your life. And things that you're you're dealing with that uh, that are warmer, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think some of the stuff we we kind of kicked off with, where we were talking about kind of the the ability to let go, and some of the stuff that's maybe happened in the past, and um, those stories that kind of came across around, um, particularly around kind of relationships, whether that's kind of a friend relationship, a work relationship, a romantic relationship. Um, if something's had a negative outcome, not letting that kind of stick with you and 
Um, I know from my own experience, having a relationship that ended, um, like that has had a negative effect on me, but it's trying not to kind of impact that on the next relationship. So you don't go in thinking, oh, it's doomed to fail. And um, because that was the outcome of that relationship, it's going to be the outcome of the next relationship. Um, and there's quite a nice message in a couple of the stories. I, about, I lost Jim Wake. Oh, did I go? Am I back? Hello? I can't hear you. Uh, let's see. Am I there? Are you back? Hello? Oh, hi, Mike. Oh, hello. <laughs> I just muted it and I'm that sim that sim to work oh okay i'm not yeah, sure you just went dark here so okay um, um so yeah kind of just touching on that idea that um being able to let go of something that has had a negative experience and opening yourself up to something positive in the future yeah you know i think a lot of times we go through uh, transference where we we had a bad relationship so we think the next one you know we overcorrect you know, when uh, we get something that maybe we really didn't want or need and, and we apply other people's traits to the new person as that it's going to be just like them. Well, nobody is just like anybody else, period. It's just not. You can't. We're all snowflakes. You know, you yeah. know we're all we're all different. And, and I think, you know, uh, one of the things I, I, I try to get into the to the book here is that I don't know where you're coming from. Uh, I, I only know that there are certain kinds of things that happen when you're trying to get through change and letting go, uh, is one of the most difficult, uh, because especially if it's a relationship thing where you were hurt somehow, uh, you were just, just maybe blindsided or surprised and you can't shake the feeling it, it just, it can really be devastating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and another person not necessarily going to be able to fix it or fill it. It's got to come from the inside. And, and then having said that, depending on what's happening in your life or what you're open to or how strong you are as a person, you could in one nanosecond change your mind and change the way you feel about everything. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, we have this power. We can change our mind. And, and if we change it, then we live with a new scenario. And so it's easy. I, it's easy to say this. Yeah. It's not easy to do it. Uh, but I, I, I struggle sometimes with, with things that I'm going through. You know, if I, if I have a client that I've got kind of a sour relationship for some reason or things just didn't work out for them, I really, my goal was to make, have a positive impact on their business. And, and if I failed or I didn't deliver 100%, I want to I want to keep working at it till I get there because I feel obligated. And sometimes you just don't get that in business. You kind of lose the business and you mm-hmm. got to move on. And it hurts because isn't it true that everybody wants to be loved? Yeah. And and you know if if you get you have one person that just thinks you're an idiot, I don't care where they are. That that can that can hang in your head like you're trying to change their mind. You just wish you could get in front of them, uh, but they they hold on to it, and it it could bug us for a long time. Mm. I think we naturally kind of hold on sometimes to the the negative things more than the positive, and I think that's what I like about um, the book. Is it's actually like you say, it's about 
it, it is hard to do, but it's about recognizing that we have the power to to make that change, um, to recognize the the positive things, and um, like you say, let go of some of those things that maybe aren't having that positive impact um, on our lives at the time. Yeah, I I, I think the, the key is that we don't often remind we have to remind ourselves that we do have the power mm. that and, and nobody else does yeah it's that simple uh that's what the book you can pick it up anywhere you want and just start reading the story and the stories are going to be all similar but they they come at it a different way because the goal is the same for every one of those stories in there mm. is to recognize that you have the power to change and uh it could be said a lot of different ways Maybe it takes 25 stories or 100 stories to get through it. And all of a sudden you go, I get it. Yeah. This makes sense to me. Uh, and that, that's true, for, I think, for everything that we learn. If we're, tr- if we're looking, let me back up a second. If, if we think something great's going to happen, I think something great's going to happen. You know, you, you actually can start to look for it and you can find it. If if you think someone's out to get you, they'll be lining up, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think it comes across, I think we've, we've spent what, just over an hour talking around a few different subjects. Um, and there's been massive overlaps. And I think we could probably spend another five hours talking about it and um, talk about some of the different aspects there. And there would be overlaps. And I think, like you say, it's getting to that stage where you recognize that, um, we've all got the power to, to make that positive change. Um, it's sitting down for a moment and kind of coming off of that autopilot and recognizing the opportunity and the power that we have there to, to do that. Right. I, I think if, if you could get anything from this interview is that if you want to, if you want to change your life, there's all kinds of things you can read and, and all kinds of outlines you can look to and resources to go to. But at the end of the day, the first thing you've got to find is what you want mm. is what is it you want to have happen? And I, I, I'd say that one of the di- most difficult things for people to do is to, is to know what they want. And of course, if you don't know what you want, you can't get what you want to quote a song. So, and w- this is where we get, this is where we get kind of screwed up is that we tend to want what we think we can get. And, then we end up limiting ourselves. I'm, I'm here to tell you that you've got to open up the book even farther and say, I can get, I can have whatever I want. I can be whoever I want to be. I can go where I want to go. And all I got to do is start to think it. And, and in my world, if you start to, if you set that vision and you lock into that coordinates, you get that, those bearings straight and you start focusing on that, you can get there. And not only that, whatever the goal is, it'll actually start to move towards you, you know? And, mm. and it's, it's not my law. It's, it's just some kind of a, uni- it's a universal law that you can create all kinds of change just by thinking about it. And, and I, you know, we could get into another discussion on quantum mechanics, but, uh, but we're, everything's a wiggle. Everything's a fluctuation. It, it, if we start to have these conversations or we think these thoughts, we create energy and, and somehow the, the universe is conspiring to give us what we want. And if you think small, you're, you're going to end up small. And I, I'm going to kind of paraphrase a quote that I love is, it's better to have the target too high and miss than to keep it too low and hit. Mm. 
Um, that's not exactly, it's much more profound of said by Michelangelo, <laughs> but you know, that's essentially what it is. I feel like you've simplified it for me so I can understand it. Though. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Polish too, so I got to figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, I think it, it rounds off quite nicely. Um, our conversation obviously about, uh, your book, which, um, I've had a, I've been very fortunate to be able to have a read through um, prior to us talking. Uh, if anyone that's listening wants to kind of find out a little bit more about you, Gary, or find out more about the book, where can they go? Um, well, thanks, Mike. It's um, you can go to uh, a website that is called zenzone.com. That's S is in Sam, Z is in zebra, E N, then Z O N E dot com, and. There you'll find reviews of the book and a couple of other books, too, that, that I've written. Uh, and, and you can also send me an email anytime uh, to uh, Gary at Book of Zen. That's B-O-K of Zen, S-Z-E-N, dot com. And I'll respond. Uh, it's, it's one of the emails that I respond to every day. Oh, cool. I think um, I'm really looking forward to kind of being able to talk a little bit more about it, obviously following on from the podcast and talking to a few people about obviously the the kind of stuff that I've taken from it um, and hopefully being able to get them to read through a few of the chapters as well and see what they think. And uh, I think there's a load for for those guys that are involved in the, the mental health community to to take from the stories that you've got in there and the messages and particularly for us around that idea of kind of recognizing the power that we have within and the opportunity for change. Um, and like I say, for me, it's written in a really, really reader friendly way. So if you are a book reader, you can read through in a linear way that I had to, I just, I couldn't get my mind out of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you do want to kind of drop in and out of it, it just, it, it works quite nicely like that. And I'd be more than happy to read it like that. Now I've read it through the, the way that I just had to because of my habit. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, so yeah, a massive thank you to, to you, Gary, for coming on. And um, like I said, I'll put a, a load of links and stuff onto the podcast Sure. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure talking to you. No, it's been really cool. And it's really cool to kind of talk through and be able to read your stories and have my own thoughts on them and then talk back to the person that's written them down is is really interesting. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> you don't often get that so. chance. I, I, you know, I mean, if not, well, I'm sorry. You got you booked the show, but yeah. uh, I'm supposed to try to be as interesting as I can. You know. Uh. No, it's cool. It's cool to, like I say, to be able to talk through and sort of work out some of the ways that, um, like, you can read it differently, or the intentions of some of the stories, and um, again, like some of the anecdotes and stuff that you've mentioned, are, like, are really interesting for me to kind of think through and. Uh, I think, like I say, that the way the way it's put together is very. Um, I would say it's very kind of user friendly for the the people that I would kind of interact with and um, and recommend the book to. I think it will work really well for for those guys. So um, it comes across really well in, I think, for the kind of the mental health side. Yeah, I appreciate that, and and um, I, I I think I, I if I could if I could end with a a, a quote from the book. Yeah. Uh, this is because I think we're coming up to the end, or should be. Yep. Uh, the uh, the only thing that separates the you today from the new and powerful you that's meant to be is the step that your heart is begging you to take.
So I hope you really enjoyed this episode of Mike's Open Journal. I massively enjoyed talking to Gary. So a big thank you to him. I definitely recommend you guys take a look um, at the website. And if you can, get a copy of the book as well. I've really enjoyed reading through. I'm definitely keeping mine um, to kind of just reflect back on some of the short stories and chapters. Um, there's some really cool messages in there that I know are really um, useful for me. And I think that there's definitely a lot in there for those that are involved in the mental health community. So a massive thank you to you guys for listening in. Massive thank you to Gary for coming onto the podcast. Please remember, there's loads of information over at mikesopenjournal.com where you can find out more about the podcast and the blog. Uh, and do remember, if you're not alone out there.